everyone. Welcome to another episode of Create Ideas in Commercial Real Estate. Today I have a really good friend of mine and the sweetest soul, Rachel Zimick of AE Works. She is the business development associate for the firm. AE Works is an architecture and interior design firm in Pittsburgh um, and a couple other cities. And um, yeah. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Ash. Thanks for having <laughs> Thank me. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm so this, excited to be a part of this. We have a we have a fun topic. I'm excited to talk about this because I think it will bring value to everyone in our industry because our industry is all about building relationships. And that's what we're going to talk about because that's what you do. Yep, absolutely. So give us a little bit of background about how you got into commercial real estate or how you got into business development or tell us your story. Sure. So, um, <clears throat> I was telling Ashley before this, I did a little research and saw for podcasts. It's best to tell my story. So I learned, um, maybe the hard way how to get better at business development. Um, so right out of college, I went to my first career fair and I was quickly sold into the world of insurance sales. So <laughs> I saw the, um, we had houses that we could go to for big parties that were the big regional sales. And this was when I was living in Fort Lauderdale and they had the boats on the river and they had us making dream boards and we can, you know, really go far in the company. Um, but then they also on Monday morning would have us doing <laughs> 500 sales cold calls before 12 o'clock. Which I don't eat, I don't think that's physically possible. If you like calculate out the minutes and hours, that's impossible. It's terrible. And I think to this day I'm scarred and I wake up on Mondays and I'm like, <laughs> oh, Mondays. But no, thank God I do not have to do 500 sales calls before 12 o'clock on Monday. Um, so yes, I quickly learned what not to do and what I do not want to be um, along with all commission and not making money. You can feel yourself getting desperate and just not being your person, uh, your regular self. So how, yeah. did, how did you get into real estate then? What so, was the next step? Yeah. So then I had a friend that, um, kind of saw me drowning a little bit and pulled me out of that and got me, I was working down in Fort Lauderdale for, um, a developer that did self storages and I was doing all the marketing and business development for them. Um, and then ended up wanting to get a little closer to family. So like the construction industry. So I moved up with an engineering firm out of Pittsburgh here and also did the marketing and business development. And as I grew in my career, I now, as Ashley mentioned, I'm the business development associate for AE Works. Um, we have about 50 people and office locations in Pennsylvania and Arlington, Virginia, State College. Um, and I'm in charge of bringing in the business specifically here in our region. Um, AE Works has projects in 32 different states, and we're looking to grow our presence as we have a headquarters here in Pittsburgh, um, here locally. So they hired me on not too long ago. I joined in October. and um, A pandemic job switch. Yeah. Talk about, <laughs> talk about doing business development in a pandemic, but... Um, you learn how to get creative pretty quickly when you're <laughs> trying to do business development um, in the middle of a pandemic and going into winter time. You have to try to figure out ways to get creative. But so yeah, I'm I'm curious about the role of business development specifically 
Um, I obviously work in marketing and do business development. I, you know, I think it's a general promotion of the firm at all times, but talk to us about your, your week. And I guess talk to us about how you really hone into your position and what makes what, like what works well for you as a business development person. Sure. So, um, Ashley and I were talking a little bit about, uh, not only our AEC industry, but also the CRE industry and, um, for, you know, to gain, especially new clients, sometimes it can take four, five plus years because you're having these clients that, um, at least in the construction industry are going to be doing, you know, one of their projects that they've been collecting money for the past 10, 15 years and trusting your firm to do, or in commercial real estate, they're looking to house their whole company with you guys. And it takes a it, sometimes it takes quite some time to build those relationships. So, um, but not only looking out for those opportunities, but also filtering those and realizing, you know, are they an opportunity that would be good for our firm, whether it's, you know, the right direction we're looking to go into. Um, and then also for the right fit for the client, because you, you don't want to waste anyone's time. So you're just constantly filtering opportunities, um, but building those relationships first. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. Some of the relationship building takes a long, long time. It's not something that's, I think you mentioned as a quick burn and turn. Yes. Selling an insurance policy. <laughs> these, these are long. So that's what we want to discuss together because I know you've had a lot of success in your positions um, as a business development person. And I just want to get your thoughts to share with everyone what works well and what doesn't work and how can people learn to build better relationships in our industry. Sure. So as I was saying before, I quickly learned what not to do. And I told myself, I will never, if I don't have to try anything I can do not to do a cold call again. I mean, obviously there's times you have, you just have to suck it up and do it. But if I can get my way around it, I'll, I'll try not to do that. So I've just really learned how um, a few things that work for me is uh, getting really involved with professional organizations. I think there's some really awesome organizations here in Pittsburgh and totally niche to what you're looking for. So um, like NAOP with commercial real estate, or I'm a part of SMPS, which is specific to the AEC marketing professionals. Like how much more niche can you mm -hmm. be than that? Um, there's organizations for everyone, everyone. And I think you need to, but I do think it's important to, test them out. You don't want to just jump into any and get involved. But when you get involved, you had to give it your all. Don't be one of those persons that you're going to join the board, just to put it on your resume or say that you're doing that. You got to be there. You got to show up to every board meeting. You need to volunteer when they, you know, ask for help. Um, and actually that's kind of, that's how I met Ashley. <laughs> There's some dog interruptions. I apologize. That is how we met. We met in through a NAOP event. So when you go into these events, tell us like this, this may seem stupid, but honestly, when I first joined some networking things or a group in college, it's like, you're nervous. What do you do? What are you trying to get out of it? Like, tell us what you do. Tell, give us, give advice maybe to someone who's new to networking events or sure. how to go about it. Yeah. So just, volunteering and showing up. So yeah, that's how I met Ashley. We were volunteering at the food bank and now over the years have developed 
it's a relationship, a genuine relationship with one another. And, um, you, you know, there's, and if there's certain clients that you might be targeting, then maybe you even look into some organizations that are important to them and volunteer and build your relationship that way. Um, there's just, there's numerous ways to have a more welcoming, warm kind of way to get to know a person than having to pick up the phone always and do a cold call. Um, and then also when you're meeting with people, don't be afraid to share what you're looking for. Um, I think I finally got to a stage in my career where I can feel fortunate enough that I'll meet with one person for coffee and kind of share what, you know, my company's growing into and maybe certain markets I'm looking to go to and people, you know, as you build the relationships and they trust you and like, Hey, you really need to meet with so-and-so. And a lot of the times they'll say, I'll be glad to introduce you because you're comfortable enough with each other and you'll mm -hmm. make that introduction or they'll just say, drop my name. And it's so much warmer. It's much a better way to kind of introduce yourself mm -hmm. than just blindly. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm a newbie going to a networking event and I have like my stack of 30 business cards is like, we're laughing, but you know, what, what does the, the new person trying to get more connected and networked, how can they approach some of these events? Is it like pass out as many, what are the goals and objectives? Pass out as many business cards as you can. What do you think? What's a good approach? So I think it's kind of old school in a way that it would be, Hey, I came back and I distributed all my business cards and I have a need to order new ones. And it's like, well, who did you meet with? Well, I don't know. Let me look through my stack of cards. I'm like, do you know anything about this person? No, but I gave them my business card or I shook their hand. I, um, I got a great piece of advice from doing the NAOP mentorship and AJ Pantone is my NAOP's um, mentor. And he told me, and this was recently too, that don't go into it, whether it's an event or a meeting or anything, don't feel like you need to get something out of it. And that's been super helpful to just make myself go into these events and just be me because you're building relationships with people. We're, you know, selling professional services or people that are doing the services or not products. And you need to get people to trust you. And when you can be, let your guards down and just be your genuine self, mm. I think you'll see that you'll build those relationships faster. You'll have people that are comfortable with you that mm -hmm. will share their contacts with you or maybe introduce you to someone you might need to, or possibly even give you business. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a good point. And trust, I think I want to like highlight star and underline because um, building trust in these relationships, which I think is a product of you being yourself and being genuine and just, you can tell, right? You get that feeling when you're meeting someone and it just feels salesy or it feels yes. icky and you're like, oh gosh, like drink my drink faster so I can run away to the bar and get another <laughs> drink because it's just uncomfortable. Um, that's a good point. I think that totally makes sense. Not going in with any expectation, but I would question what is your foundation for talking to people? You know, I think it, and I, uh, maybe I didn't ask that the right way, but I think knowing your business and understanding 
what your firm represents or the, I like to say the soul of something, right? The soul of your firm, the soul of your business so that you can speak to it very, very naturally, right? That's probably mm-hmm. important. So if you're like week two on the job and you're going to a networking event, you're probably not going to have a lot of success making good contacts then because you just kind of like dipped your toes into the firm. Yep. So what's a, how could you, as I like to phrase it, know the soul of your firm? Like what's a good way to understand? Sure. And I can share what um, AU Works has done for me to quickly get to the soul of our company. Uh, So our owner, uh, he used to be a Navy nuke. And so he kind of relates things to us being on the submarine. So we have this thing called, you go through and you get your O card. So um, the reason behind that is if you're on a submarine and anything happens to someone on the submarine and everyone, you know, you need to know everyone's job to jump in so that you can bring that submarine up above water. So same with any business. And I really appreciate that when I joined, we have this thing called the O card and you need to learn every single part of the business. So I started and I would have a little course with an architect, engineers, um, interior designers, security, from HR to the person that's uh, in accounting and signing checks, but you need to know each and every part of the business. So then you can ultimately go out. I mean, we're not, like I said before, not selling products, we're selling people. And you need to, like Ashley mentioned, know the soul of the company. I love that. And first of all, does O stand for operations or does it stand for, uh-oh, somebody died or something? <laughs> what does the O card stand for? I should know that. <laughs> Probably oper- operations? I, I think operation sounds so right. know. We can make, uh, it might be uh-oh. <laughs> um, I think that's smart. And I did that when I started my, with my new firm, kind of holding informational interviews and talking to people and just understanding how people work. And, and then of course, with time, you get to know your team better and better, and you can speak to their abilities better and better. But as a business development associate, like you definitely need to understand what you're bringing to the table to be able to sell and talk about it with these, you know, people that you're meeting and introducing and putting FaceTime in with. Yeah. And know that, you know, when you're building these relationships, maybe three, four years in and you're handing it off to the designer or, you know, commercial, someone in the commercial real estate industry that you're working with, um, that you're putting in someone's hands that you fully trust and you know that what they're fully capable of doing because you spent all this time building mm-hmm. this relationship and then you are handing it over even though we're there to check in and out on occasion but um you need to know those people that you're mm-hmm. building these relationships because you then trust your staff to be able to execute yeah trust keeps coming up yes trust it does. Keeps coming up. <laughs> so it's clearly trust is a, a key component in relationships and business and the commercial real estate world is a b2b instead of you know it's not business to consumer it's real well maybe a little business to consumer if you're talking about end user and tenant but it's really business to business here and relationship building is a key marketing component of business to business sales. So how can we work to create more trustworthy relationships? So I think another thing that you can really um, push for, and then I'm going to go into a little article that I pulled up to, but one of the big things is um, listening. I think 
uh, listening is huge to building trust with someone because you need to hear them out first. Uh, but I do, I do want to share snaps to that, by the way, listening, <laughs> we all want to talk where people are just such talkers by habit. This is a guilty, I'm guilty of this. Listening is half of communication. You have to do both sides. You have to be able to speak and speak your mind. You have to be able to really pause and absorb and understand what the other person is saying and to be able to like move forward in communication and business and all of those things. So I yeah. love that you highlighted that. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm still, I still have to work on it because depending on a certain meeting or maybe even podcast, I get nervous, <laughs> nervous before I, I'm always trying to plan out my next thoughts and I might not necessarily be listening. Right. And then you leave or, or, or you just don't, you're not answering well. Yeah. You leave the meeting and you don't remember half the things that they said. And what kind of relationship building is that when mm -hmm. it's just all of you speaking and you're not listening? Mm -hmm. I definitely need to remind myself, especially if I'm nervous going into a big meeting. I, you know, want to keep the conversation flowing. So I'm constantly thinking of the next thought, but not sitting there and actually listening to what they say. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's always a good reminder for that goes back to just being present. And the last mm -hmm. podcast, um, I talked about multitasking versus single tasking too. And just that we are constantly trying to do many things at once and it doesn't work. It doesn't work for our, our brains actually can't function that way. So to what you just said in, while you're listening to someone, you're also preparing the next three things to say, like mm -hmm. your brain is actually not doing both. It's not able to. So you got to be present and pick one and you'll probably, and it, it takes a level of, I'm sure just getting comfortable with speaking to people, leaders, you know, in pitches, everyone gets that stage fright nervousness, but you'll probably answer questions better when this is like, sounds so stupid saying it out loud, but when you're listening, when you're actually listening and present with what they're saying, instead of thinking about the next point you want to make, you're like, mm, no, they want to talk about this aspect yeah. instead. So let me be present in what they're saying. Yep. And then I can respond to that instead of steering the conversation my way. Yep. Being engaged. Yep. Totally. Yeah. So you were going to bring up an article that. Yeah. So um, with building trust, there's an article, they, they shared seven different things that your client wants to know. Cause um, as I was talking with Ashley before this is, you know, a part of business development isn't just getting those new clients, but it's also the importance of repeat clients. And they've taken surveys and, you know, successful companies, 80% of their business will be repeat clients. So that is huge. 80% repeat clients. Yes. So sustaining the relationships that you've already yep. won business and built. Yep. Yep. So then they went on and they interviewed, um, these clients and asking, you know, the firms that they successfully give repeat business to, you know, um, what are they doing that's different from some of the other ones? And there are seven things, but I'll, I'll just skip ahead to my two favorites. But one was uh, focus on helping and not selling. Um, I think sometimes, and this might go more towards the newer client, but we're going in with a purpose, like we want to get their project or, you know, maybe bring our tenants into their building or we want to put them in this space. Yes. Yeah. So we're looking to seal the deal. And, um, we have that on the top of our mind, but we're not actually, 
going back to listening, hearing what their end goal is. And if you're, you know, no matter who the client is trying to figure out what their end goal is, you're going to be able to do a better job at, you know, whether it's servicing sealing them. seal or servicing them, yeah. but focusing on helping and not selling, I think is an, an important reminder. Um, and then the other thing I thought was pretty interesting is clients have a pretty good BS detector. So <laughs> if you're going to go in and you're going to, whether it's design and tell them how the space needs to look or that you have all this experience, um, or maybe you're trying to tell them that this would be the right space for them to move into. And you might, you know, glorify your firm a little bit. They, they can Google, they can figure out mm -hmm. the facts and it's not worth maybe one or two little lies to try to seal that one small project to ruin, you know, mm. 10, 15 year relationship. Yeah. Here's a big one that sometimes come up, comes up on my side of the brokerage world, promising certain rents to people. Mm. whether that's on the ownership side, like, Oh yeah, we can get these rents just to win an assignment. Mm -hmm. Um, or, um, I don't know if it, it perfectly relates to the tenant side, but maybe exaggerating a rent scope or, or for an area or some, something like that. But like at the end of the day, you don't want to look foolish spinning that lie and then not delivering. Yep. Right. That's going to burn that bridge and relationship and trust yep. going back to trust. You've kind of damaged that trust in the relationship because you wanted to bullshit your way to win. Yeah. And for what one project and who knows what they had down the pipeline mm -hmm. and, and not just for them, but Pittsburgh's a small town and yeah. word gets out. And when, you know, whether it's um, like Ash is talking about or for us on the construction side, if, you know, it could be, um, you know, promising false things. It, it's a small town. People talk. Mm -hmm. um, so not just, you know, repeat clients, but referrals are huge. And if you're screwing someone over, you're not going to see that. So, you know, what's the importance in, you know, that one little lie to win one project when if, you, if you're not capable to say, or if the space isn't right, just, just, just share that with them. Right. I think you'll realize that they're going to then value your opinion so much more and you'll see a lot more repeat business. Yeah. Company. And even just being honest, that's something I learned to, to just be honest about if you don't know something, getting comfortable with being, you know what, I don't know that, but I will find the answer for you instead of like fumbling and like totally making shit up. Like just, you know what, I, I want to get you that answer, but I don't want to misspeak and yes. being confident in saying that that's going to build a level of trust and respect between you two instead of just like, I mean, we've all heard like the people that just talk and talk and talk and make stuff up. It's like, okay. <laughs> um, those are all good points to building trust. I think that's very, very important. Um, uh, what give us, do you have any little examples that you could share about things that have worked for you in the past connecting a long-term relationship that's turned into a business sure. success story. Yeah. So, um, one that comes to mind cause it was a recent project was, uh, so I sit on the board of, um, SMPS. It's a society for marketing professional services. And it, this is my, going to be my fourth year now built the relationships and, um, here and there with board members, I'll go into their firms and we'll talk about, you know, areas where businesses can cross over. So, Recently, it was with a general contractor 
just had kind of on our regular relationship starting to build. Just what are you up to? What are you up to? And um, because of the, you know, over the years building that relationships and because that was formed through the professional organization, um, they had, they were invited by a client that they needed a total renovation project. And the general contractor was like, you know, AE works is someone that we trust, you know, talked to over the years and, um, fresh on their mind also. And, you know, all the stars lined up correctly. Everything worked out for us to be brought onto this project. And, um, so yeah, it's just funny. That's amazing. Kind of the stepping stones, building that relationships through professional organizations to then follow-ups that are necessary to then continuing to build that relationship to then be invited in. And those are huge because there's too many times in our industry where you might be bidding up against, I don't know, 10 to 15, sometimes even like 50 different firms. Wow. So when you have opportunities to just be invited into a project because of that relationship you built, it's mm-hmm. huge. That's amazing. So, yeah. Now we're doing, um, hoping to move into, um, yeah, full kind of campus renovation project with them. That's amazing. Yeah. So cool. I love that story. So you mentioned follow-up. So talk to me about mm-hmm. the importance of that in, in fostering your relationships. Yeah. So as we've kind of mentioned a few times throughout this podcast is in all of our industries, construction and commercial real estate, these relationship building takes time. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, you will have the lucky ones that all of a sudden, you know, show up at your doorstep, but that doesn't, let's be honest, most of them take a couple of years to build the relationships, to have people trust you to then, you know, see project completely go through, you know, you build the relationship, you have these meetings. It's important to not just kind of check that off your list. Um, so when I first started, it was kind of like, all right, who do we want to meet? And it was, all right, meeting all these people, check them off their list and then it doesn't go anywhere. I wonder why there was no follow-ups that mm-hmm. was done. And it might sound silly and, you know, like an obvious, but I think everyone just needs a reminder that, and there's numerous ways to follow up. You know, if you don't like to just kind of cold call someone, then find out what organizations are a part of. And that can kind of be a way to catch face with them on a regular basis. Mm, or I like that. Um, yeah. Find out if there's certain charities that maybe they, they like to participate in and then you just go and, take your kids or go volunteer for the weekend. And, you know, you, and then you're also showing like a little extra care by helping out with some things that they're more personalized with. Um, but follow-ups are huge and you never know what they're going to hear. Like the story I just told, um, they literally got that call right after we had our follow-up call with them. So I like to like two or three times a year, at least have sit down meetings, you know, where it's more business talk. Um, and who are you meeting with and your counterparts? Sure. So, uh, it's interesting. Business can come in a variety of different ways. It can come in directly from like a primary user of the tenants that are going to move into a space. Uh, it can come from, come from someone like Ashley, that their (laughs) firm knows someone that, you know, they're looking for a space, but they want to totally renovate it and they can send out, Hey, you should use AUWorks. It can come in. Um, through general contractors like the one I just mentioned. So they get called up and while they can do the construction side, they need an architect. So 
there's so many different avenues of um, ways that work can come in. Yeah. That's why you have to be flexible and multifaceted and join all the organizations. (laughs) Be everywhere. (laughs) That's great. Somehow or another. So just to conclude and wrap it up, let's talk through your best tips and ideas and concepts for people in our industry to build stronger connections and relationships that will lead ultimately to an increase um, in their business success. What are your biggest takeaways from doing this for years and, and having, you know, success stories along the way, what do you think works the best? And you think that people can really implement and practice to create more trusting relationships. So I think the number one thing is, is the listening. Um, I think sometimes we all get too caught up in what we're looking to do and we're not listening to the other person, whether it's a client trying to figure out their goal or some, a potential client and you're just trying to learn about, you know, the clients that they look for. I think listening is is simple, but I think we all forget to do it. Um, I think sometimes we, you know, get excited. We go to these events. We're just trying to sell our, you know, sell ourselves. Mm -hmm. Listening is the number one thing that I'd recommend. Um, and then after that, I, I think I would say, um, I love that tidbit of don't go into anywhere, whether it's a meeting or an event feeling you need to do something, just let your guard down and just be your genuine self. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we can all appreciate being in a conversation with somebody that's being real and not being fake or salesy or, yeah. That's a big marketing trend of this year. And I spoke about this on a podcast episode a few, I don't know when, but um, just being very like down to earth and authentic because it's, I think we all, you said clients have a a bullshit detector. Like we all have that now. Mm -hmm. It's just, just be you, you know, just be who you are, know who you are and let that represent itself um, in a very natural way. I think the natural relationships are the things that people, the the relationships that people feel drawn to and want to be around and work with because they just know and trust you. Yep. And, um, I think if you are your authentic self, you're going to realize, um, you're going to also be able to filter, clients that you want to work with. Mm -hmm. So I think if you are your natural self, you might might run into someone that sucks and might be rude. And, but then that might help you realize I don't want to work with them and I don't want to put my engineers or designers or, you know, your brokers working with these people. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we feel like we need to seal the deal so often that we'll put up with rude people and, Um, I think once you find those good firms, like I appreciate my firm so much that they respect my opinion that if I say, you know, just simply having lunch with someone and they didn't want to give me their time of day and they're rude, then how do you think they're going to be like for the next three years when you're doing a project together? Right. Um, yeah. And that brings up trust that you have established within your firm, mm -hmm. within your position and, you know, leadership or the, the teams that you work with representing, but they trust you to make good decisions out there representing the firm and and vice versa. So that's, 
the internal trust too is important. I'm glad you touched on that. Yeah. And I think if we can all just be genuine and have that kind of circle of things and, you know, maybe some of these people that might be brood clients have awakening and you might step aside and say, thank you, but no, thank you. And I think that's okay. I think sometimes people need to, um, I think sometimes we're trying too hard to get close to deal that, uh, they'll do anything, bend over backwards. And it's just a bad working relationship, I mm. think. So going into, uh, so back to it with going into just being your genuine self and, um, yeah. And if, if they're, if the relationship's not there or, if, you know, it, it might not be worth it. It might not be your client and you step away and, you know, yeah. there's other um, relationships to build. And then, yeah, getting, I think my third piece of advice is really getting involved in your organizations. There's so many of them out there. They have so many opportunities to volunteer. Um, but like I said, if you're volunteering, make sure that you show up, participate, participate, <laughs> Do not be a person that just puts it on your resume. You know, it's so funny. I think back to when I went to college and my mom would not freaking let me take my car to school. And she's like, no, you need to get acclimated. She kept using this damn word acclimated <laughs> and I hated it. And I was kind of forced to, not forced, but I guess I did get myself involved in all the, all these things within camp, campus life. And gosh, all right, mom, I get the word acclimated now. So it's the same, I think, in business. Get yourself acclimated. Get yourself plugged in to the networks. Learn, understand people, and just expand within the networking community that is aligned with your, your career field. Yeah, so. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised that if you get involved and you say yes, whether it's certain outings or people just saying, hey, you want to grab coffee as a follow-up? Thank you just saying yes, you'll quickly see how your network can grow. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Well, thank These you. These are really great tips for people to think about building trust in their relationships, building genuine relationships. That's really going to help grow your business in the commercial real estate industry. Thank you for being oh, on the so show. Thanks so much, Ash. I appreciate you talking about this topic. And, yeah. And I hope to meet some of you uh, genuine folks out there. We can grab lunch and yeah. build relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the episode with Rachel Zimmick of AE Works Business Development and creating just really trusting relationships in our industry. Great topic. Very important to all of us. Find us on Instagram at create.pod for more great episodes. And if you want to be added to our email list, shoot us a DM and we can add you to the list to be notified when new episodes come out. Thank you so much. Take care. We will talk to you soon.